Hey there, world. You're listening to The Hectic Podcast with me, Daryl Kelly, CEO and co-founder of HecticApp.com. This is episode number five, Move Your Feet. So what is Hectic? Well, Hectic is a single digital workspace with all the tools you need to start, manage, and grow a freelancing business with a built-in, personalized community to help freelancers connect with others, develop and refine their craft, and get help from real experts, empowering anyone with a skill and a dream to get from one client to unstoppable. That's Hectic. This is the Hectic Podcast, a place for inspiring and exciting conversations with freelancers. We'll also catch up with global experts across a wide variety of industries and backgrounds to get advice, tips, and insights on overcoming mental hurdles, managing the hustle, and navigating through adversity. And last but not least, authentic conversations with the people behind Hectic. And joining me today is Felice Delegata. Felice is an Italian globetrotter, a self-taught designer, working with global digital product companies. Now, he joins us as head of brand, leading creative direction here at Hectic, strategically and intentionally leading every element, every aspect of our brand, including the beautiful hummingbird, which we'll talk about later. Benvenito a Hectic Podcast, Felice. Come esti? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm good. What about you? Thank you for the custom Italian intro. That was very nice. Thank you for having me. How was my Italian? I was really nervous about that. It was uh, bad, I'll tell you honestly. <laughs> but no it was good enough. It was good enough. It was good enough. Would it pass and in Italy? Yes, yes. Everybody would understand okay. that. And in Spain too, probably. So that's a win-win. Uh, you're not in Italy right now. You're in uh, Lisbon, right? Uh, yeah, not in Italy. I'm in uh, Portugal right now in the beautiful uh, Ericeira which is uh, the best place I could think of to spend this, uh, you know, just newly starting a second lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your journeys because you visited a ton of countries. And I, I think we often tease you that you've visited hundreds of countries and you've, you've corrected us and me. How many countries have you visited? Yeah, not that much yet. Uh, and uh, I hope I have uh, some more time to visit more but you know i'm thinking i think i'm i'm, I'm at around 30 countries uh, yeah maybe less that's than a, around that that's incredible so where does that spirit come from you know this nomad globe trotting you know wandering spirit where does that come from mm, you know i think i was it's one of those things i was just born with um, I think my family never traveled a lot, traveled a lot, but, uh, my father, uh, loved traveling, even though he never did, uh, and he liked reading a lot. And, uh, um, most of the fascination that I have for, for traveling was from the reading that my uh, father suggested to me, or, you know, I think he, he kind of grew me up to be the kind of person that likes traveling a lot and likes adventure and that kind of stuff. So I think that's where it's coming from. Yeah, my the education from my family. What were some of the, or one of the books that stood out for you from your dad that you read? Mm. Yeah, I think my father made me read too early um, <laughs> Jack Kerouac. And I think that's where it all started. Uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, on the road. Uh, was one of the first books on traveling that I read and uh, it stuck with me uh, to today. And uh, yeah, I think that was the mistake. 
Well, the mistake or the the, the inspiration <laughs> and blessing. Right, right. <laughs> That's just cool. Felice, what's your favorite way to to get to know a new place, right? Because everyone has their own process. And, you know, I've known you for about four years now. And you it's amazing how quickly you get landed and assimilated and, and you're just in it. You already have your favorite coffee shop, I, I think, day one. Uh, how do you <laughs> what's your favorite way to get to know that place? And how do you get there so quickly? Well, OK, I have my technique. Um, it's, it's not going to be easy to follow, but I'll tell you what it is. First of all, <laughs> okay. I try to fly as little as possible. Uh, as I try to travel overland or, you know, via uh, by sea as, as, as much as I can. And when I get to a place, I only take public transport as a last resort. I try to, to move only on, on my feet. Like I walk as much as I can until my feet hurt. And that's how I uh, get to know places uh kind of quickly and uh, also i don't make plans i just have rough guidelines for the things that i want to see when i land in a place and then i just you know roughly assess the direction and start walking and uh that's how it goes so it's literally wherever your your feet take you right 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 and and a, a very rough uh strategic plan let's say <laughs> very rough strategic <laughs> plan I, I like that um is there a place that has stood out for you where your strategic plan and allowing your feet have taken you where you've un, you know you've stumbled a, across something just incredible and mind-blowing mm. i set the bar really high i said incredible yeah, and yeah, mind-blowing <laughs> well um i don't know i think I don't know, the, the, the place that I keep on getting back to from my last trips is always Taiwan. It's the place that I like the most uh, among the countries that I visited in my last trips. And uh, I walked a lot there. Like, it was never ending. I would go out in the morning and just come back at night. Like, I will, I will never be able to run a marathon, but I can surely walk one. And I walk many in Taiwan because it's a beautiful uh, country to walk, let's say. Beautiful. So if you're walking all day... Yes. everywhere and you're doing all this yeah, traveling yeah yeah well how yeah how are you get because you, like, you're always on you're so responsive and when i hear you telling me that you walk everywhere i wouldn't have imagined that how do you keep up with everything <laughs> yeah well again this 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 answer is probably not going to be as exciting as you would expect but it, it's just uh plain and simple a lot of compromises like, you know, I have to, I choose to travel because I love traveling, but at the same time, I am so grateful for the fortune to be working the job that I work with, the people I do it with and doing the things that I do that, you know, I'm ready to make any compromises. Will I have to sleep less tonight? Will I have to not go so far from a reliable source of internet? Uh, will I uh you know put out put a lower cap on the amount of money that i can make or the amount of clients that i can serve i'm ready to take up any compromises not to let any of my clients down any of the people i work with down out of the gratitude that i have for the work that i do so that's how i was able to you know put the two the two things together successfully just compromises you say compromises and I don't want to put words in your mouth. I will. Um, but I interpret that more as intentionality. Um, it, I think that's one 
quality, one trait that I have picked up over us developing, you know, forming and developing a relationship over the years is how intentional you can be. So you say compromise. Is it okay if I say intentionality? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're saying the same thing. Like, I, what I, what I mean is exactly as you say, is you need to be ready to make choices, you know, to just understand what your priorities are and understand, you know, make compromises so you don't have to make compromises on some other things. Mm-hmm. I love that. And have you built your entire freelancing career to head of design here at Hectic on those principles? Um, no, that's that's another principle of mine that I built uh, the specific career upon. So I make the compromises so that, so that I'm able to do my work. And then in my work, I apply another one of my principles, which is just bite more than you can chew, you know. Uh, hmm. So that's that's interesting because some people would say that's that's counterintuitive, right? Only 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 do what you know you can commit to and do well. And you said, I want to bite off more than I can chew. What's in that? Yeah, that's right. It may be counterintuitive, uh, but you know that's just how growth happens. Like we wouldn't be uh, talking today if I didn't keep on biting more than I can chew, uh, than I could chew. And probably it's a subtle art. And the more you do it, the, the better you get at it because you understand your limits better. But, you know, you just can't, ju- just can't expect to, you know, keep on being yourself and at the same time becoming who you want to become. Uh, if that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. And of course, naturally, I have like 55 questions that I want to ask you. I want to ask you from that. But when you talk about the concept of, you know, biting off more than you can chew, believing in yourself, you know, always being one step ahead, you know, in America, you know, we have this term and I, it's interesting to see if this is global, but fake it until you make it, you know, have a vision of where you want to be not being anchored in where you are. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of the pieces of, of that in, in, in you. Um, Let's go back to what this means to truly bite off more than you can chew. Was this when you were very early in your career, were you afraid of biting off more than you could chew? You know, what, what was that process like? Is It's matured now and you know what you can do and you know your limits. How did you get from, you know, early self-taught designer taking on way too much to being able to have a lot more uh, choice in what you, what you chew? Would you bite off, I'd say? We're going very deep with these questions. I always go, I mean, you talk to me almost every day. I mean, you had to know this was coming. I like that. I like that. Um, I'll tell you what. I think I was lucky enough in the beginning to just be forced to bite more than I could chew, to just you know, build myself a way out of the life that was set set up for me. Uh, you know, I, I dropped out early. I started working young. I, I didn't get my high school diploma and I left to go to live uh, abroad. Well, not abroad in, in the UK, it's still Europe, but outside of the country. And uh, then I came back and I had nothing to show. I was unemployable. I was, I didn't have uh, marketable skills. I didn't have a CV. 
I, I, I don't know if till today, like I'm 30 years old and I never had a CV in my life. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I was just forced to do more than I, than I was able to do that, or that I felt I was able to, that it was set to me to do, to me, uh, for me to do. And so that's how it started. And, uh, I remember the many sleeps, uh, sleepless night I, I, I spent, uh, you know, because I bit more than I could chew and I had no idea how to get myself out of the, out of it in. But in the end, it worked out most of the times. Now, now you know, I have the experience necessary to do that systematically. You know, I, I know how much more I can bite this time and make sure I don't fail anybody along the way. Oh, man, that's such a that's such a beautiful, beautiful uh, statement that you just made throughout that was weaved throughout that. And I loved it. I'm like writing furiously because these are things that I want to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we've never got this deep in us talking about our relationship together, or the making of Felice Delegata, you know, and I, I, I didn't know your experience from that perspective. I only knew you professionally. Mm-hmm. And now that I hear more of the connecting, the connected tissues between your story, I understand a lot more why you have so much pride uh, in the work and the quality of the work that you deliver, because it is your CV, right? Like this is your reputation is your is your work. Yeah, I agree. And it's not only that, I'm not proud because it's my work, it's our work. It's the work that I do with the people I work with. And I have great respect for the people I work with. I'm very picky. Uh, you know, I, I only work with, you know, I'm, I have a very small practice. I work with a handful of clients each year and uh, I owe them in, you know, for me, they are the top, you know, the coolest people. And uh, so what we do together, I can never not be proud of, you know, I'm proud because we are doing this together it's not my work uh i'm not putting a signature under it it's something we are building together and as i'm proud to be working with you and as well as the the clients i work with um you know there's no other way yeah i'm really proud and uh yeah i take great pride in, in in the work that we do how do i get there philosophically to have that amount of, of, of belief and that amount of gratitude and, and humility, how do I get there? How, you know, if you had some practical tips, if I met Felice for the first time, how do I get to that point? Because what you just said is so important that the, the collective we is so much better than, than me as an, as an individual. How did you get there? Mm, how do you get there? You know, I think, I think um, it's just, it, it becomes obvious at a certain point. If you want to leave, you know, for me, it just helps me live my life better, knowing that, you know, it's not, not everything depends on me. Not all the eyes of the world are, are pointing on me. You know, it's something I'm doing together with people that I love and respect. And, you know, that just makes life, my outlook on life much easier, you know, life as a whole easier to leave. So uh, I think, why not think in this way? Yeah, yeah. And it's why, I mean, you helped us. I mean, you're a big piece of the values that we we embody here as our company. And the number one value, what's at the top is gratitude. And that was something that was inspired, inspired and driven by you. And, you know, it's gratitude for others. It's gratitude for the opportunity. It's gratitude for the people that are using the platform. Um, I, I love that. I love that sense of gratitude. 
and and humility. And I think that that's something that this world needs a lot more of. Um, let's talk about the qualities of a great client, the qualities of you, you get to choose the people you work with. What does that decision and selection process look like for you? Okay. Um, I'm going to bring us down to earth a little uh, because, uh, you know, the right client has the budget to work with you. Uh, because after all, uh, you know, you want to, I personally, I want to be working on successful products, successful projects with uh, cool people that are doing cool things and creating wealth uh, for, for, for everybody involved is part of the thing, you know, so most of the times if, if, if a client uh, doesn't have the right budget so that I can, I know I can do my best work and I can uh, go in completely, I can go all into the project. I just, you know, that is one of the, you know, the first thing I, I consider at, for client selection. So once that's out of the way, and that's just a very practical thing, because after all, it's, it's we're working, you know. So other than that really practical thing, I'm looking for people that are not trying to outsource their success. They are invested in it because I know I will be invested. Um, I want people that, you know, again, they, they want to collaborate. They want to make things happen. They're excited. Uh, they are open-minded. Um, I care much more or less about being, you know, culturally fit. I, I don't really believe in the cultural fit thing. I think the most, the more diverse people get together, the better it is. So I'm not sure about what cultural fit means in that context. But, you know, I just want to work with people that, are, that have fun, are happy and makes every day uh, a day you want to, you're looking forward to. Uh, when we have, when we, we're, we have scheduled a call, I'm in front of my computer and I can't wait to, to just start talking to you and see what's going to come out of it. I think this is what I'm going after. And um, yeah, as, as simple as that, really. Have you always been so selective with your criteria or no. is that something that's been developed? Yeah, I want to hear about that. No, I haven't and that's why I am uh, because yeah, I, I, I had as anybody and probably I, I suffered uh, more than, than, than other people probably with, with, I don't know, degrees in the industry or some industry experience in agencies and stuff like that. I, I felt that I was, you know, in the beginning of my career, I felt that I had to earn it more than any other person because I came from nothing and I learned Photoshop myself on a window, on, on a Windows machine, you know, so um, I thought I had to fight more than other people for that. And so I, I was taking anything and everything that was coming my way. And that just, you know, I, I even worked for free for a long time for many people and nothing ever came out of it. A lot of frustration. And uh, I, in the end, I had to decide if I wanted to, you know, just uh, let go of the things that I loved the most doing, which was design or take some hard choices like, you know, uh, maybe having to face a period of time that I uh, would be with, with, with little money and I had to cut on a few habits and stuff like that. So and I went for the uh, ladder, you know, I, I decided to make the sacrifices necessary to to do what I loved. 
Okay, so that is an amazing turning point there. And I, I, I'm trying to put myself in that situation where, you know, you're sleeping in your bed and, you know, you're just overwhelmed by all the stuff and not getting value, you know, not getting the same return on value that you're putting in, um, you know, that you're receiving back. Um, is there a specific situation that, that, that led you to this thought or was it just you realized one moment, this isn't the way that you want to continue to move forward. Mm. Yeah, there, there have been a few experiences, uh, but the, but, but the, the, the clearest representation of the struggle, I have a screenshot that I can share with you, uh, maybe another time of, uh, it was January, probably a few years ago. And I remember I had, 23 euros on my bank account and that was all and rent was due uh at the end of the month and i was just ready to go sleep under a bridge and then i don't know anything worked out in the end. i don't even remember how uh, but it worked out in the end and uh now we're here talking crazy right you say crazy but i but I don't think it's crazy at all. I mean, when you, if, if we rewind this conversation, I mean, you were planting seeds to make, to make all of this come to fruition long before that. So I, I think a lot of times, yes, there is luck that has a significant piece to play into it. Um, but it's also the choices that we make, right? I mean, if I had to summarize a lot of the conversation that we've had so far, a lot of it has come down to choice and you continually throughout your career have made choices that have incrementally pushed you further and further into the direction that you wanted to go and the vision that you have for your life. And, um, I commend you on that. And I, am inspired by it and it's, it's why you're here at hectic, right? That, that energy that you bring. Um, and I think that, um, I think everyone that experiences hectic, um, you know, rather you, you use the app, you land on the website, you know, you see something on social, your DNA is, it flows, overwhelmingly flows through that. Um, can we spend a little bit of time and then, and then we'll wrap up. Can we spend a little bit of time talking about the development of the hectic brand, how we ended up at the hummingbird and maybe give us just a little bit of insight into your vision for the brand in the future? Yeah, let's try. So, so the, the, first of all, the Actic brand identity, uh, this, this is, uh, this is funny because it's just so serendipitous, everything that happened, uh, to us as hectic, you know, because the hectic brand existed long, long before hectic was even conceived. Uh, right. Um, you remember the first time you, you reached out to me and you were, you know, getting into this new venture and it was, everything was very excited. We had to get started for the, uh, with the, uh, discovery workshop, uh, the branding discovery workshop was great time. And I remember the first thing I told you, uh, guys, are we building an MVP? Because if we want to go real quick, uh, years ago, I designed a brand for a personal project. Uh, I have, I, I thought about a name and I thought about a logo. I had a few sketches and drafts and stuff like that. And I remember, and this is just to say how forward thinking this, this team has been from the beginning. Uh, any other person would have, would have jumped at the occasion of saving, you know, a, a few tens of thousands of dollars. I don't remember how much that was. 
and um, but 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 Jeff pushed for us to go through the discovery, uh, do all the exercises, find out about what we really wanted to be with this brand, and in the end, it all circled back to the initial idea of hectic and the hectic hummingbird, which was already sketched out and drafted years before uh, by me. And so we refined it and we made it more in line with our uh, vision and mission. And uh, I think that's a that's something that will be in uh, our history books, right? Yeah, and it's such a this is just such an authentic story. And I'm glad you you brought all this full circle. Um, what do you want people to think when they see the hectic hummingbird? What's in that? Yeah, I wanted to to think. You know, most people, most most freelancers uh, have this vision of their lives as something that it, it is hectic. There is a lot to there is a lot to do. There is financial things. There is uh, marketing, and then there is the actual work, and then there is, for many other, there is managing collaborators and managing client and uh, calls, and uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's never ending. It's hectic, and um, what I want people to to, to feel when they when they experience our brand is that it's hectic in in the sense that it is exciting I'm doing what I love and I'm willing to push through anything to do it um, so again yeah it circles back to the being grateful for what you have for being able to do what you love day in and day out and doesn't matter how hard it is how hectic it gets uh, hectic is there for you, you know, we understand it's hectic, but who cares? It's what we, what we like, what we love. I love that. So, um, I've never heard you actually articulated in that way. You know, we've done lots of branding exercises and we've said, you know, a lot of different things. I've never heard you articulate it in that exact way. And, uh, that's beautiful. I'm glad we caught it here in this conversation. So as we wrap up, Felice, I've got to ask the hectic podcast signature question which is what is one good habit that an aspiring freelancer should start developing or a negative habit that an aspiring or even established freelancer should stop doing you can answer both or either okay then i I think i've already answered this i'd say bite more than you can chew and uh but i have i have a tip on that like how to to make sure that you're not biting too much and that you won't be able to show it in the end and everything will will go south how do you make sure of that i think you realistically sit down and think about what is the worst thing that could happen if i do this and if you can live with the consequences then by all means you know the the more you bite and you know the more you will grow it's just you need to realistically assess the consequences and if you can live with that I'd say risk it. I love that. The more you bite, the more you grow. Thank you so much, Felice, for joining us today. It was an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. So bite more than you can chew so you can grow. I, I, I absolutely love that. Everyone, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. And until next time, see ya.